Today's episode of the Rough Drafts Podcast is brought to you by the newly updated sportsbook at Unicorn.com. Unicorn has been a sponsor since the beginning, and this is honestly the best looking and most convenient the site has ever really been. Their new TV guide style layout has made finding and betting a breeze. And with a newly designed and intuitive bet slip, all the information and even access to multi-bets are at your fingertips. I've already gotten started with my LPL and LCK outrights, and even though it's only been a day into the regular season, KT has already let me down, but Unicorn won't. So check out Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to day two of our team by team world championship previews for the 2017 edition here. We are so excited to keep these team by team previews up. So many things to talk about. We've already done all three teams in Group A, so we're now going to get right into Group B, and we're going to talk about a team today that is near and dear to my heart, uh, mostly because all hail BDD. May he achieve everything that he's ever wanted now that he is free from the clutches of CJ Antis. But of course, I, I can't think of anyone I'd rather talk about this team with than my good friend, co-host, and probably, I guess, I'll give you the heavyweight champion for now. For now. Walter Sadie Spetchuk. How are you doing, buddy? For now? Yeah. For now. For now, you you assume that my reign will not last for a thousand suns. I am I am very disappointed in your 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 lack of faith in your champion because at the end of the day, I am all of your champions. That is why you are here for the show. You are here to listen to me talk about League of Legends and to praise me for my guests alliance prowess because I am a champion, and you are not Chase. Not, not for now. You're right. But let's talk about someone who is a champion, Walter. And that's Longju Gaming. They are our LCK champions. They got here by beating SK Telecom 3-1 in, in that final best of five. What did you expect when we went into that Longju series? Like, what Did, did you believe that this was a, a champion-caliber team? And, and what, I guess, got us to this level from where we thought this team was going to be as we had, when we headed into the season. Well, if I'm going to be very honest, no, I, I didn't expect they were a championship-level team. I thought, uh, I saw a lot of things that, uh, to like about the roster. I thought that um, at the end of the day, they, it was just too young uh, in terms of the, the, the three other players not, not praying Gorilla. I thought it just was going to take a little bit more time to adjust. I thought they had a really good regular season, a really good run there. And at the end of the day, it's always kind of foolish to bet against SKT. But when you actually were watching that series, you saw a lot to like. You saw that that uh, the coaching staff really had this team well prepared. They came up with a strategy that they knew SKT was going to have some trouble against. And by the time that SKT even came up with any type of counter strategy, it was almost too late. Now you're going to talk about BDD and you're going to, you know, he's a former CG Antis guy. Of course, Chase is going to talk up the former CG Antis guy. But at the end of the day, that series against SKT and a lot of the VODs that we watch really came down to Khan and Khan's ability to play these super hard, heavy carry kind of champions in the top lane. When you have Prey and Gorilla and you don't really need to worry about your bot lane, you can kind of leave them to yourself. It then allows you flexibility to work on your solo lanes, work with your jungler and say, okay, we know we have the steadying, consistent presence in the bot lane. 
Let's let's add a little bit more spice. You know, we have a good base. We have our we have our carb layer and we have our meat layer, and that's gorilla and prey. Now we can add the spices. Now we can do some sort of you know fancy Mediterranean inspired couscous. We can add some some cardamom and and some cilantro and, and some paprika and all these kind of things and come up with some really interesting kind of innovative things from the top side and from your mid lane because you have such a good, well-structured base. Um, so watching what Khan was able to do against SKT, SKT in the past has shown that they can have some trouble when you get these kind of more carry-oriented top laners. I'm thinking about series against KT where they had someday as their top laner, obviously against the, the Rocks Tigers when Smeb was a top laner. And really SKT have been at their best when they also have one of those very kind of heavy dominant top laners impact Marin. They struggled when they had Duke as that kind of top laner. He wasn't really a guy that could go into that very hard area role. And that, to me, has always been SKT's weakness. Go through the top lane, go through the jungle, pull as much pressure away from Faker and say, no, we know Faker's a god, we're going to go someplace else. And the fact that BDD was able to kind of stand up to God stand up to the king of League of Legends and say, I'm at least going to go even. I'm not going to try and step outside myself. I'm not going to try and have my, you know, miraculous 1v1 duel against you and make my name. I'm going to let Khan do it. I'm going to let us do it. I'm just going to be here to fulfill my role, which is something that you absolutely have to do against SKT. So at the end of the day, I was very impressed with what Longju was able to accomplish, um, not only in that series, but then when you go back and you watch them throughout the course of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with everything you just said. I, I think this is a, a multifaceted threat that they bring to this team because you have so much consistency from Prey and Gorilla in that bot lane. Because you have a guy in BDD who I believe is very good at setting his teammates up and also setting himself up with a really nice kind of mid-game, a very strong sense of how to rotate. I, I, I guess what we, we need to talk about, if we're, before we, you get into your concerns... What is the play style of theirs that you most want to see them continue to develop on this international stage? Because I feel like they've done two things so far over the course of the season. They've done the con, hard carry, he's our guy, feed him the resources, have those tower dives and really just snowball into this incredibly strong uh, early to mid-game spike that just carries the game from there. And then we've had BDD, the best Galio player in the world, a team that very much is all about that kind of split pushing, those long extended map rotations and keeping their opponent on the back foot in those ways so that Elongju are, are never really given uh, a chance to be engaged upon. Uh, in the 5v5 there. What do you want to see more of? What are, what are the things... That well, here's play? the thing. We're not going to see a mid lane oriented meta because that's not where the plans are. That's not where the regional finals have been. It's, it's not been about the mid lane. And yeah, it's fine. BDD can be the best Galio player in the world. That's great. That should tell you the type of mid laner, though, that you need in this current world's, uh, this current world's meta. You don't need a big star. You don't need a big playmaker. And BDD can fit into that perfectly fine. I do want to see more of the con carry top. I do want to see them coming up with unique counter picks and, and playing things like Jace and Jarvan and Nar and Rumble and all these things forcing enemy coaches having to deal with him in the pick and ban phase. I also can't wait to see Prey and Gorilla because honestly that's really been where the core of this meta has gone is to that AD carry. Do you get the Tristana? Do you get the Zaya? Do you have to then fall back to some of these other less 
Less good carries, Varus, Kodmar, Caitlin, Jinx. I mean, any of these things. And to me, Longju, I think, is from top to bottom the most complete team that is here. Because every single one of these players has shown throughout the course of the year, I can be a carry, I can be a secondary carry, I can be a utility player. Khan's done it, Cuz has done it, BDD's done it, Prey's done it, and Gorilla has even done it. And, and at the end of the day, that is what you need in a world championship. You need that kind of level of flexibility. You need to be able to pull different unique strategies out of your playbook, catch people off guard. You know, we remember Gorilla famously last uh, last world bringing out the uh, support and fortune for Rocks, Tigers, like all of these things. When you have that playbook and you can just say, well, I want to do this in this game. Oh, I want to do something else in the next game. Oh, third game, I'm going to do something else. And to me, that is truly the strength that Longju brings to the table, is this flexibility across every position, across all of these different play styles. And just because we've only seen in the last month or so, the con-oriented top carry style or BDD on this kind of Galio play, we know that you could put BDD on something like Cassiopeia and he's going to shine. We can put him on something like LeBlanc and he's going to shine. We can put Prey on something like Tristana and he's going to shine or Twitch or Kogma or all of these different things. So at the end of the day, that is really where the strength of this team lies is you can roll the dice with them and, and come up with all of these different permutations and different co combinations. And you know that this team is going to have some sort of practice on a style that's similar to, if not the exact same. I mean, that versatility, I, I think, is certainly huge. And something that we've seen on the World Championship stage is always inherently valuable. If we believe that you have these multiple different win conditions and it becomes very hard for any team to really ban you out, it becomes especially hard for anyone that's not another Korean team to be able to keep up with the sheer uh, versatility of the weapons that you're bringing in your arsenal. I, I do want to call attention back to one thing you said, Walter. You, you f uh, mentioned Cuz as someone that you felt comfortable could play both kinds of play styles depending on what they need. I, I think Cuz is somebody that if you haven't been watching the LC, uh, LCK every week, maybe a bigger concern than the rest of these players. Someone who didn't necessarily have a great series against SK Telecom and hasn't necessarily been known for having a great early game despite the fact that his team has been so good at getting those kind of resources. So wh where do you think Cuz stands? Are people right to be a little bit nervous about him or do you think that He's just being kind of compared to such good teammates that he's being underrated. I think some of it is just that the team that's around him is so incredibly good that someone has to be the worst player on this team, and unfortunately it's going to be Cuz. I, I do agree. He's not He's not fluent in every single play style. I, I don't want to see him on a large variety of champions. I don't want to see like you know them play Zach with him and then play Nit. Like I want them to figure out, okay, this is what we want from Cuz for this world championship. This is where the meta is. Let's try and keep him in this kind of three, four uh, champion um, uh, a pool. Let's just focus on these ones. Focus what he's good at. Focus on what he can bring to the team when we want to accomplish all of these other things. Uh, some of it, I think, is just sort of inexperience. I don't think he is really entirely ready to be on a stage as large as this. Um, even Khan and BDD, I don't think, are truly ready to be on this large of a stage. And you'll go, well, Walter, they performed at the LCK Finals. They played great. There's no nerves. There's nothing. There's still a piece in my brain that it just goes, SKT wasn't at their full strength. They weren't trying their absolute hardest in that series. 
And when you get onto a world stage, when you're gonna be playing not in Korea, you're gonna be playing in China, you're gonna be playing and get, you know, in front of a ton of fans that are cheering and shouting and aren't necessarily there for you, when you're in that kind of atmosphere where it can be just utterly hostile from the sheer volume and weight of it, I'm not sure how these three players are gonna hold up when you play against an SKT. Because let's be honest, Longju may have won the war in Korea and won that title, but at the end of the day, the title here at the World Championship goes through SKT. They're repeat champions. They're the belt holder. You got to go in and you got to prove that you can beat them. And maybe Longju gets really lucky. They're on opposite sides of the bracket. They don't meet up with each other till the finals or they get real lucky and someone else knocks them out. Fine, like that can happen. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that there is going to be probably a semifinal matchup between Longju and SKT. And Longju are going to have to be the ones that show up again and prove that Lightning can strike twice in one year and that they're the new kings of League of Legends, uh, you know, on the world stage, not only just in Korea. But Cuz and BDD and Khan need to use these early rounds, use the group stage, potentially use that quarterfinals to really get their legs under them. They have two great teammates in Prey and Gorilla that have been here before, that have been through the ringer, that have been through the whole like no one believes in us kind of storyline to get to a world championship, to get into a position where they can win a title. So that's really where my worry is, is the kind of inexperience that these players have in these very large, high-pressure environments and how they're actually going to react when it's not just, you know, oh, you played one best of five in the LCK finals. Sure, that's big, but you had, you know, a month basically to prepare for it. Now you're jamming everything into a month. You're jamming this group stage and an elimination game after elimination game into a very short period of time. How do they hold up against the pressure? That's really where I'm kind of concerned with Longju as a whole. Yeah, and I, I think those are fair concerns. As someone who considers myself a Longju fan, because I do love BDD and I do love seeing Khan. I think it's a great story. I love Gorilla. Uh, you know, you've got to do it. And I think that they have in Gorilla a great tool for that because he is a veteran who is a great shot caller, great leader, someone who's intangibles. You would imagine are going to keep Khan, Cuz, and BDD in check. You know, he's, he, he understands what it's like to be down in a, in a must-win game, a must-win series, and, and claw his way back. And so I think that those lessons are going to do a lot to help alleviate that concern. But ultimately, they're going to have to take out the Kings. And they did it in the LCK Finals. But the World Championship stages, it, it's just different. It's just a different environment. The energy levels are different. The stakes are just, you know, you just the sheer volume of people that are watching because the entire world has nothing but that series to focus on. Um, you know, we have to see how that, that develops. But ultimately, Walter, where do you see this end? Oh, at least the semifinals. Again, I think this is, you know, depending on if Riot wants to rig the brackets a little bit and get themselves an interesting semifinals. Um, I, I just have in my mind's eye a matchup between Longju and SKT, either in the semifinals or the finals. And I think the winner of that series is your champion. At the end of the day, these are the two best teams in the world and at this championship. And I can't wait to watch them play. I really, I really, really hope something weird doesn't happen where they, you know, one's a one and one's a two and they get matched up in the quarterfinals and we're like, Oh, yay, <laughs> fantastic. I want them to be one seeds, opposite side of the bracket, come to a head in that Olympic stadium, uh, the nest for the world championship, have a great concert, great introduction, and then boom, a really good best of five series uh, where we might see you know some new kings get crowned. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair thing to look for. I also want this. I, I think the Bonju is certainly capable of it. I think they're going to win their group rather easily. I thought this is about as good of a draw as they could hope for because neither Immortals nor the Gigabyte Marines have the firepower to keep up, and they certainly don't have the macro skills necessary to outlast the kind of assault that I think Longju is capable of. So if they use that time well, they prepare themselves accordingly, uh, and they will be a team that I, I think is going to be on that main stage in the Grand Finals. But we want to know what you guys think, so definitely you know, let us know, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, I do read every comment. I do try to respond to everybody. Um, so, you know, if you want to keep that conversation going, uh, you can also find me at RedShirtKing on Twitter if you want to talk about anything I said. Uh, Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can always find me at CDs underscore LOL. Awesome. So, we're going to be back. We've got six more days of team-by-team -team previews, two a day moving forward. We're going to wrap up the rest of Group B tomorrow. That's Immortals and Gigabyte Marines. And then we're going to figure out from there, either we'll get the two teams that came in from the play-in stage that hasn't quite wrapped up at the time of this recording, or we'll go straight into Group C from there. We'll let you guys know, but until then, bye. You can follow the Rough Drafts Podcast on all your favorite social media sites. Twitter, at Rough Drafts Pod, Facebook.com, backslash Rough Drafts Pod, soundcloud.com backslash esports rough drafts youtube.com backslash rough drafts podcast as well as on itunes by searching for the rough drafts podcast the rough drafts podcast is supported by our lovely patreons at patreon.com backslash rough drafts pod and by viewers like you thanks for listening and goodbye internet